Welcome back to Rosewood, Pennsylvania. That's right. This week we have a birthday episode for our lovely producer, Mary. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is normally your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. But like I said, today we've got the pilot of Pretty Little Liars. Mary, what happened this week? The lives of four best friends, alternative, smart, sports, and fashion, are forever changed after the disappearance of their fifth best friend, Popular. JK, their names respectively are Arya Montgomery, Spencer Hastings, Emily Fields, and the best one, I mean Hannah Marin, and missing presumed dead Allison DeLaurentis. One year after that fateful slumber party, the now estranged best friends begin to receive messages signed A, filled with details of their recent sins and secrets that only Allie knew. The girls wonder if their friend has returned to Rosewood, only to be left reeling when Allie's body is found and the messages keep coming. I have never seen the show before in my life. Same. Same. And I know you've talked about it a couple of times in our friendship, Mary, and I'm so sorry I've never watched it before today. It looks like a complete mess and the perfect replacement for Riverdale once I finish this final season. Yeah. And Gossip Girl. Like very Gossip Girl. I mean, just like – the with the messages and like it felt very like xoxo like you know you love me mm-hmm. like you know that sort of thing but also now i need to know which one of the girls are we now that you called them what <laughs> academic sporty, uh, sporting, uh, alternative, alternative popular sports and fashion <laughs> okay so which which are we all right well, God, this is like the Spice Girls. Caitlin is exactly. sports. Okay. Um, ooh, I don't know which one to make Mary. What am I? I still have alternative, smart. I think Ari is smart. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, and I think Mary's oh alternative. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I feel like I would passion. be – Yeah. Honestly, just personality-wise, I feel like I would be some weird blend of Arya and Hannah, but only because I want to be Hannah. I love her. (laughs) She's so fucking funny. Like, you don't get any of her, like, really any of her actual personality in the pilot, which is really unfortunate because she's amazing. Which did you call Allison? You said fifth one. Oh, popular. Popular. (laughs) Yeah, that's none of us. <laughs> I was going to go with no. mean, but uh, mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is, at least in the pilot. She is. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the pilot because the girls are drinking and having a slumber party in a storm in a barn and listening to 303 and I died. Give it to me. I, like, what a way to start it off. I was like, this is me. <laughs> Like, right? This like, is what this my is... slumber parties were like. Just take away the barn, but and the thunderstorm. Oh no! If it stormed, we had a sleepover. If it, it uh, we had music playing, it was probably three oh three. Like, <laughs> yeah, that like really set the tone of what era we're in, and I was so happy. Literally, the first and... thing I wrote in my notes was, "This is of a time." <laughs> it wasn't it though. I mean, just look at the fashion. Like, 
It this was so I tried to write it in my notes at one point and realized I didn't know how to spell it, but this was so the early aughts that it was so relatable and so cringy mm-hmm. and just everything this time period was. Yeah, no, this conversation between these five girls is like not cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit of like gay bashing with the one girl who says she really likes Beyonce's new video. There's you know, yeah, there's like fat shaming, there's all this stuff. And then we all talk about secrets. Mm-hmm. But then we go to sleep and we wake up and it's hilarious to me that all of them still have their makeup totally perfect. Their clothes are totally perfect. Their hair is totally perfect. When like mm-hmm. literally every morning, I swear, I wake up and it's like the hair is out to here. Like, oh, yeah. You don't wake up looking like Lucy Hale, just like lifted out of bed like she's Snow White. Right. I've got mascara on, roll like smudged all over my the side of my face because we all know at this age I did not take off my makeup every night. Uh, <laughs> I've got a ratty t-shirt on that probably says whitewater basketball. Like, it, it, you know, like I'm, I've got like a drool mark on the pillow. Yeah. It's the impression from the couch night. fabric just smushed into your face. Just lines all over the place. Yeah. And they've but been no. drinking, but they just like wake up like it's nothing, which to be fair, they're 17. They probably haven't experienced a hangover yet. True. Or if they have. Or like, I guess, no, they're only 15 at this point because we have to jump ahead a year. Oh, yeah. Right. They're like these little babies and they wake up and they realize that Allie and Spencer are missing. But then Spencer pretty immediately comes back and is just like, Allie's gone. I think I heard her scream. Yeah. Cut. uh, Sus. So sus. Right? I was just like, no, ma'am. This is not how this works. Mm -hmm. But, well, okay. Apparently that is how it works because a year later (laughs) nothing has happened. Literally. Like – so yeah, we see like a newspaper, which is hilarious. And then it's a year later and she and Allie is still missing. And mm-hmm. I got distracted at this point because the cowboy boots and the dress. So of a time. Yeah. That's the I only just... way we can describe this. <laughs> I'm like so embarrassed and not embarrassed to say that the, that is how I like that like, Arya's fashion in that one scene with her staring in the mirror like that is how I dressed during this time yeah just little dresses boots mm-hmm. oh trust me my mother wishes I wanted to dress like that like <laughs> right same oh my mother would have bought me every dress I ever asked for if I would only mm-hmm. show an interest in fashion yep and but- yeah this is like Lucy Hale who we now know is Arya and like this was like it was starting here going down that I recognized which actress was which character. Cause the first scene mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a person, this is a person. I don't know which ones they are. Um, yeah. I, I literally yeah. called Allie fifth girl in fifth the first. Girl. Fifth girl. Um, but yeah, like apparently Aria and her parents went away for a year due to her dad's sabbatical. And like, She's all nervous about ringing up her friends, letting them know she's back and stuff. And also, the dad is uh, Coville in Supergirl. He was, like, the religious Mm. guy that was obsessed, like, had the, like, culty thing, obsessed with Supergirl. 
Okay. So I was immediately put off. <laughs> so I saw in the like Wikipedia trivia for this episode that that guy was originally Alexis Denisoff and got recast. So it would have originally been you didn't see him on Buffy, but he was Wesley Wisdom Price on Buffy, which would have already been a connection to this podcast. Yeah. But then Arya's mom – is played by the actress who played Piper on Charmed, which gets mm-hmm. us back to Aaron Spelling and 90210 a lot faster. Yes. No, that's true. And, like, I recognized her immediately, but I never watched Charmed. So I love Charmed. I didn't, like, and Piper was my favorite. Well, and, I, and, like, I was like, she looks like a woman that was in Charmed, even though I never watched a single episode. And sure enough, like, she was <laughs> one of the Charmed sisters. So. <laughs> she was the Charmed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, when Arya comes downstairs, so we've already had this whole thing about secrets at the beginning. Allie is still missing, presumed dead. It's one year later. And then we come downstairs and Arya tells her dad that she's still keeping his secret. Like, immediately you know that he had an affair. Like, that's right? not even a question. He, I know. They just went on a sabbatical with a 15-year-old and a, like, 13-year-old because her right. brother says this is his first year in high school and then she's coming back for her junior year. So, like, in the middle of their teenage years, their parents just, like, up and picked him up and took him on the sabbatical. Dad had yeah. an affair. Yeah. Which, again, infidelity. Lord. It's a constant theme. It's the it's literally, like, the third scene of this episode. Mm-hmm. And we're already dealing with it. Yeah. And then you can also see that we're starting to get very much Riverdale vibes of like you need the red string and you're going to need an entire billboard to keep Mm -hmm. track of all of this Mm -hmm. because Arya is tasked with taking her brother to like tryouts or something and rather than call her friends on her flip phone that her mother gave her. Loved the flip phone. I was so jealous in this moment. I miss my flip phone. I just miss the – angst that you could have with your flip phone just the smashing it closed or the opening it aggressively like you could close it with your chin like all the things with a flip phone I miss I know that was how you said bye is you just snapped it shut snapped oh I miss it and you could just like you would think you were so cool just being like okay bye snap (laughs) oh but okay she goes to a bar I guess she has a fake ID, but when she lies to this guy and says she went to Iceland, I was like, name a city in Iceland. I dare you. And then luckily he does it for her. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been to Reykjavik. Like, well, and she's like, and oh, Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So we got another connection immediately. But I literally was like, they're going to hook up. I didn't know any context about who this person was. Don't even really know much about Arya, but I'm like, they're going to hook up. Well, and and then the phrase starts playing. So you know <laughs> there's the connection happening here. Yep. Yeah, this – when they've already shown 303 and the fray in 2010, I was just like, how much money are we going to spend on songs this episode? Like, Right? They went hard to start with they this. Did. Well, and it's and, interesting yeah. that you point that out, too, because, like, just thinking about the cost overall, because yeah, well, these are a lot of seasoned actors at this point, too. Like, they're grabbing some veteran actors as the adults. They are already banking on 
you know, like uh, Ashley Benson and um, Lucy Hale, who, while they're not necessarily what you would call a veteran, they have done stuff before. Like, you know, Ashley Benson did like 175 episodes or something of a soap. Lucy Hale had been in like some movies and stuff like that. So you're already kind of banking on the viewership being high due to the acting then you throw in how much it costs to get these like music rights like they're going Mm -hmm. all a show they really are I would love to know if like this was gonna be like one of their anchor shows or something Mm -hmm. I mean but if it was if it aired in the middle of June or at the beginning of June wouldn't that be kind of more of a mid-season replacement yeah it's tough well and you gotta think too because I think this originally aired what on abc family or freeform yeah abc family at the time okay so you got to think too those more cable networks had a different schedule right so broadcast very Mm -hmm. much lived and died by sweeps which included may and it included usually like november and so they very much stayed aligned with the school year with like a school calendar and but some of these cable networks think usa tnt um freeform or abc family at the time they could put in some of their heavier hitters or more interesting shows during the summer because they knew they didn't have to compete with the broadcast schedule i guess so i'm thinking that yes to your point they wanted to make this their like flagship show but put it in the summer where it had a different vibe yeah go ahead and like give it the Mm -hmm. extra benefit and then like yeah maybe if other shows aren't around at this point I would be curious you know we're talking about like I know Riverdale is way later but I would think that Gossip Girl would be right around here too right I think it started in 09 okay but I can tell you just a second yeah oh it it originally released 2007 okay so yeah this is like They've already seen that be successful somewhere else and are, you know, getting mm-hmm. their own in on it, which so far I'm into. It's only like we're only literally at the intro now, but I also love the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It was very like dark and mysterious. So I was I was pretty hooked with the intro. Agreed. The, I get a little messed up on the chronology, I think, at this point. This is still the day before school starts. And we have a girl trying on sunglasses, another girl trying on scarves, and I was filled with so much nostalgia in this moment for going to the mall. And, like, I never shopped in the department stores, but I felt like this is walking through Belk right now. Yeah. I would see these people in Macy's and JCPenney. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and, like, the actual – trying on sunglasses with an attendant like the yeah the the upstairs downstairs of it all like all of that (laughs) it yeah it was very nostalgic because it was a time where we had a little bit of that independence and freedom but we weren't completely like on our own you know it's like we were still constrained in high school and college and like all of that but we had so much freedom to just be trusted to go somewhere and it'd be fine at 16 and Mm -hmm. that's just how it was yeah it is wild that this man just lets her try on all of these different things Mm -hmm. and then like you know she's using that to her advantage because she sees 
Spencer shopping upstairs and goes up and talks to her and like kind of gives us more backstory of like, okay, Arya's been gone on sabbatical. Spencer's been doing like internships and all sorts of busy little overachieving things. And then Hannah tries on sunglasses. Is Hannah? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. this is Hannah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, like you mentioned all the stuff that like Spencer and Arya had been doing. Obviously, it seems like Hannah has just been kind of chilling over the summer, just kind of hanging around Rosewood. But mm-hmm. you can also tell there's like a different vibe between the two of them than what we saw in the very first scene. And so it sounds like they've kind of split apart, but they at least are on decent terms to the point where they would approach each other in a mall. But they say a line that I actually think is going to end up being my quote of this episode is, I forget who says it, if it was Hannah or Spencer, but one of them says, she's gone, but she's everywhere. And I just thought that was a really good line referencing Allie saying like, they still don't know what happened to her. She's not Mm -hmm. here, but yet she occupies everything. And it just like now in hindsight, seeing what happens in the rest of the episode i'm like yep she's literally everywhere because she's infiltrating these girls in their lives even though she's been gone for a year it's wild it's wild and it's so bizarre to me like there's another thing that they say i think spencer says it where she's like oh our secrets don't keep us close and you can see like Mm. every single person this is why i'm saying you need the red yarn every Mm -hmm. single person Mm -hmm. has multiple secrets that certain people know and they've like taking the approach of if we're never seen in the same place at the same time, no one will know you know my secret and figure out my secret. Right. Totally. And oh my gosh, when Hannah steals the sunglasses and the cop comes running after her, I really, I thought security got her. Oh yeah. I thought she was like dead to rights, but nope, she just forgot her purse and was, you know, made one little mistake. I'm not a big enough one. I loved that Scarf Girl just like steps out and is just like, oh my God, I really thought you were done. (laughs) Guys, you're still right in front of the store. Right? Like get in the parking lot first. I know. Get away. Take the little plastic off of everything. Like get out of the store. (laughs) Yeah. There's also a little setup that Spencer has to go to her sister's engagement dinner that night. I love Mm -hmm. that Hannah literally, like, standing right next to the cashier just picks out a dress that is perfect for the party and in the perfect size and is just like, here you go. You're going to look fab, darling. Like, it was so easy. So funny. I just – I love early 2000s television. Me too. It's so cheesy, but it works every time. It works every time. So – Yeah, this is where I get confused because I feel like we don't actually see the engagement or the engagement dinner is on the first day of school. Like the next scene is the first day of school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we get this moment where, again, dad is trying to be like, I I love you and your mother. But as he drives away, we get the flashback of Arya finding out that her dad was having an affair. And also mm-hmm. her being incredibly mean to a girl named Mona who just wears pigtails and wants to be her friend. Who is the same person that now Hannah is friends with and shoplifts with. Yeah. We find out pigtails and scarf girl are one and the same. Yes. But yeah, like 
there's that. So we've got Arya and Allison being really mean to Mona. But then we also see, yeah, the flashback of the infidelity. And, like, I obviously, like, we could have just been told this. Like, we didn't need to see it to prove it because, like, we kind of already were told this. So I could have done without that. Yeah, it was, like, trying to piggyback the two – Oh, you know what? I bet it was because Allison had to be there so that she would know oh, the secret yeah. because that's, that's the point. text that Arya gets. But what gets me is that he is at a job, like presumably at this point we've put together, he works at the college, he took sabbatical as a professor. So like mm-hmm. he's a probably a pretty well-paid professor if he's eligible for sabbatical yeah. and he's having an affair in the backseat of his Nissan in an alley. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you're a teenager. He's at right. least going to a motel. Or on campus somewhere. Like, like not that that should be allowed either, but like, at, <laughs> if he's a professor at a school, like, you do it far away from where your teenage daughter could see you and could conceivably, like, run into you. You, I have not made out in the back of a car probably since I was, like, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this man should be at, at the very least a motel. Right. But also, I love what kind of snaps her out of this memory is Emily recognizes her and is just like, it's really weird that we just ran into each other on the first day of school. Why didn't you tell me you were back? Because, yeah. yeah. It is weird. Because it's like, you don't, neither one of you are expecting it, but especially not Emily. You know, Arya at least has, like, the knowledge, like, oh, I might run into my three former best friends. But Emily's just like, whoa, hey, you're back? I haven't talked to you in a year and you're back? Like, it's it's awkward because they lost touch. But, like, yeah, they did a good job of making it awkward, too. Hmm. Well, and Emily is also very blunt. And she's just like, I mean, we all know Allison is dead. <laughs> When, like, when she says that and Arya just stares at her, I was like, I have to have misheard that. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks she did, too. She's like, I've never heard anybody say it like that. <laughs> but they go into their first class where, surprising no one, if you actually heard the dialogue in the bar, the guy that Arya made out with in the bathroom of the bar is her new English teacher. And the first thing he does when he sees her is say, holy crap, and stare at her. Just anybody in this classroom who doesn't understand what happened is a moron. (laughs) The idea that they didn't all just like break out in whispers. Yeah, because then she gets this text that says, Aria, maybe he fools around with students all the time. A lot of teachers do. Just ask your dad. And I was just like, that could literally have come from anyone in this room. Right. But because it says dash A, of course, yeah. it's like, oh, is this Allison? Is this anonymous? Is this Scarlet Letter? You know, like, there's lots of different explanations, but it's kind of like the uh, the Chekhov's gun thing where it's like the most obvious answer is often the answer. And mm-hmm. Is that Chekhov's gun or am I missing mixing up my metaphors? I think that's no. um the other that's thing. That's Occam's razor. Yeah. Yeah, Occam's razor. That's it. Yes. It's Occam's razor where it's like the most the most obvious answer is often the answer. And also this this is where I was like, oh, this is very gossip girl. Like 
you know, XOXO, you know, you love me, Gossip Girl, like very that it it just needed a narration. Yeah. Well, and yeah, Gossip Girl knew all their secrets. Mm-hmm. So I also love in this show that the adults kind of like have a purpose here, but it's very connected to the kids. Like we mm-hmm. find out in this next scene that Allison's parents have sold their house and Emily's mom wants to send over a gift basket to whoever's moving in. But like her mom exists in this scene just to basically give Emily's friends shit. Like yeah. she's just like, how could her parents let her walk around like a goth? You don't get far in Rosewood looking like that. And Emily's just like, I think she says something like, um, I don't want to get far in Rosewood. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be here, basically. But, yeah, I was like, her mom sucks. If she just, like, calls, calls Aria a goth, hates on her pink hair. I'm like, okay. Maybe yeah. we don't need to see you. <laughs> Pam Fields sucks. <laughs> just going to throw I mean, that out there. Her name is Pam. That's like uh, Pam? asking. <laughs> she's like, she's giving Felice so strong here. But then, yeah, we get like Emily taking that gift basket to Allison's old house, which is now mm-hmm. being sold. And like everything's being taken out, which I guess they're okay. allowed to move in while stuff no. is still being moved out. So what I think personally happened, and Mary, you can feel free to tell us if we're wrong or whatever, but what I think happened is that Allison's parents moved out and left her shit there. Mm. I think that's basically what happened is that, like, all that stuff is just stuff that they left behind in mm. Allison's room when they finally moved out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Maya's parents – have already bought the house. They're already moving in. And very importantly, they're building a practice studio in the back because Maya's mother is a musician. Right. And, and also Maya is the ever ageless – I blanked on her name. Bianca Lawson. Thank you. Bianca Lawson. And it took me so long to recognize her. Uh, no, that is Kendra, the vampire slayer. But, like, she looks so different than Kendra. And I was just like, she looks younger. That's what I mean. She looks like a teenage girl. How? (laughs) This is over a decade later, and she looks Mm -hmm. a decade younger. Mm Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Oh. But, like, yeah, so... If we've, you know, put it together, Emily is the one at the very beginning of this show that was making the comments about really liking the Beyonce video and her friends mm-hmm. were, like, making fun of her for, I don't know, being a lesbian. <laughs> but – For being attracted to one of the most beautiful I know. I was going to say, like <laughs> – I was going to say for masturbating to Beyonce, like, we all know <laughs> we want to, but <laughs> – that's good (laughs) but okay like I don't know Maya's just like already totally tuned in on this because the second they got up to the bedroom and they're both like talking about having boyfriends first of all that photo of Justin was not cute enough for Maya 
No. And then she's like playing with her necklace being like, do you mind if I smoke a little weed? I mean, I won't do it if you don't want me to. And then she sits on the couch, on the bed and is like, do you want to come sit next to me? And I was just like, oh my God, they're lesbians. We get lesbians in the pilot. Like, thank God. Like, <laughs> we've been waiting for this for from shows, especially 90210. And we get it right off the bat in 2010. Thank God. It was beautiful. I mean, Maya turns to Emily and is like, I'm corrupting you. Are you okay with that? And Emily responds with, yeah, I think I am. And it's just like, like if just kiss. If that's not a fan fiction line, I don't know what is. <laughs> I know. I was like, they are just laying this all out for us. <laughs> So then we have to talk about Spencer. And we have to talk about Spencer's bitchy sister, Melissa. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But she is Tori DeVito, and she is wonderful. She's in One Tree Hill, and she plays a psycho. But in real life, she is so lovely. Like, she's been on the Drama Queens podcast a bunch and, like, went to some of their live shows and – Oh my lord, is she such a sweet baby angel. But she always plays like a complete ass or a psycho. And she's so fucking good at it. Right? Seriously. (laughs) No, this was beautiful that she is just standing there like not a care in the world being like, yeah, I know that you worked for this, but mommy and daddy agree that this is for me now. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, girl. And then her fiance comes out, Ren. Oh my god, I can't believe his name is Ren. But it's Gozinyu from New Girl. Yes, it is. I clocked it immediately. I was like, hey, that's Gozinyu. <laughs> Mr. Gozinyu. Shut it down. <laughs> I couldn't even remember his first name for the longest oh, I time. Did. Yeah. No, I literally just wrote Gozinyu. I don't remember his first name, and I love that show. <laughs> it's Ryan. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he's also, I don't know, I think it was right around this time. Did y'all ever see the movie Cry Wolf? Yes. Yeah. I loved that movie. He's the main guy in that movie. I did not realize that. I didn't either because I don't think I've seen it since high school. And then I was looking at his IMDb page and it popped up and I was like, I need to buy a DVD of this right now. I think I still have mine. Well, you're a million miles away, so I can't just give it to you anymore, but. (laughs) We'll just watch it together. You can describe it to me. Okay, you're going to watch it, and then you're going to do a podcast about it, and then I'll just (laughs) listen to it. And John Bon Jovi comes on the screen, and. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that I've seen both of those other things that he's in, and, like, I just don't remember him at all because he will always forever be Dr. Dumbass and Pretty Little Liars to me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Dr. Dumbass. Oh, that's awful. He's so stupid. Oh my god. Okay. okay. <laughs> I hate him so far because he this is the same thing that we see with Dr. Intern Jeff. Maybe doctors are just dumb because mm. he knows that Melissa is being terrible to her sister and he's just like oh, that's sad. Should we do something about it? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay. Yeah, it's like he's trying to, like, play both sides, you know? Like, because, like, literally the next scene, he, like, puts out a cigarette and apparently can hide that from Melissa. I'm like, it's cigarettes. Like, you can't hide that. I also love that Spencer is reading To Kill a Mockingbird because that makes her deep. 
Well, and also uh, Mr. Fitz assigned it in class. <laughs> so. God. I know. And yeah, it's a whole thing where she and Bren kind of start flirting with each other and she's wearing the top that'll make her stand out at dinner and whatever. Yeah, I don't think we won't actually see the dinner. We don't. We don't see it until the next day, I think. Like, I am very confused. It really feels like they're jumping back and forth. Yeah. They are. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, like, looking up something and, like, about Pretty Little Liars because watching it just brought back a whole bunch of memories. And um, I would like to quote some random person on the internet who said that Pretty Little Liars invented plot holes. Um, (laughs) So... Please keep that in mind. The timeline doesn't make sense because it just doesn't. And it's okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can that do makes me that. feel better. Because like yeah. at this point, Spencer is at a dinner at night. And then the next thing we see is Aria after school, maybe that same day, going yeah. to see her English teacher, Mr. Fitz. At which point I was like, if you're a high school teacher who is this age and like feel any sort of risk of being attracted to a teenager, I feel like it is your duty to ID every single person before you kiss them. Like, or not be a teacher. (laughs) I mean, okay. Yes. (laughs) That's number one. But if you're going to do it, don't accidentally make out with your student. Yeah. Like, cause no offense. To any of the actresses in this show. But Lucy Hale absolutely looks the youngest out of all of them. She does. She looks like she's 14. Yes. And so the fact that Mr. Fitz, who also looks very young to be a teacher, so he has to be like 22. But the fact that he's like, oh, she looks like she's in college. Like when I was there three months ago. (laughs) That's a problem. Like, that's what I'm saying. If there is any sort of risk, you're like, I look really young. Maybe a teenager's going to hit on me. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to go ahead and nip this and just, like, let's go ahead and do some quick background checks before we stick our tongues in each other's mouths in a exactly. bathroom. But no. Like, that's like, how you know she's young. She's willing to make out in a bathroom. In a bathroom. Yeah. No, for sure. And she, like, touches his hand, which, like, the thing is in this point, which n- none of this is correct, but I don't fault Arya in this situation because she's just, she's, she's 15, she's 16, however old she is, she's infatuated. Like, the, like she, it is his responsibility as a grown man to shut it mm-hmm. down. <laughs> like, yes. Stop it. <laughs> shut it down. Exactly. Yeah. And then we skip to Emily and Maya, who have been smoking weed, but it's before it's it's before swim practice. Mm-hmm. So it's either allegedly <laughs> it's either in between school and swim practice, or it's the day before again. Mm-hmm. And even though they were just at Maya's house, now they're walking Maya home. And yeah, okay, so maybe this okay. is the next day. Maybe this is the next day. Maybe they smoked weed together yesterday, and then today. Emily is walking Maya home after school before swim practice. She'll go back to school for swim practice. Okay, but that's a great point. 
Yeah. I'm trying yeah. so hard. Because like they smoked the weed at Maya's house, but now yeah, they're and then Maya just like home. walked outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the fact that it was nighttime when we last saw Spencer, I'm choosing to believe that a day has it's passed. The next day. Yeah. But yeah. they don't make it easy or clear. <laughs> they yeah, really right. don't. Okay. And but like this Oh yeah, and like Wait, I got my scenes confused. Oh my god, it's already happening. The plot holes are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, no, so this is where it's trash day in the middle of the afternoon. And so they're throwing out all of Allison's stuff and like Emily has a moment. But then literally in my notes I wrote, wow, they really just left Allison's stuff for the trash. Question, what day is it? (laughs) But But, yeah, like – I guess Emily can then vaguely tell Maya about Allison, but it's, like, hard for her to really talk about it. And Mm -hmm. they, like, okay, this was such an awkward moment because they, like, sort of, like, right at the corner of the mouth kiss. Mm -hmm. And there's just, I guess, this, like, unspoken thing where they both were like, we have boyfriends, but we don't like them or something like they both know that they're like they're a beard I guess <laughs> and they just giggle that's, I'm like that's a good point but think about it like when they almost kiss on like for real I was literally like I don't think I've ever gotten that close to accidentally kissing a friend before <laughs> and they just giggle about it and like walk away I'm like okay hold on because I'm even thinking about like us in high school right like there was never a moment where, like, I go in for a hug and it turns into a kiss. <laughs> and then we just giggle and leave. Like, <laughs> And I was like, okay, I guess they know something that I don't. <laughs> like, no, but the boyfriend thing is a good point because, like, Maya says that her boyfriend lives 3,000 miles away. But then Emily's like, yeah, my boyfriend's a swimmer and she's about to go to swim practice. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, man, this this, like – Drama is deep thus far. (laughs) Thus far. And it's just getting worse because Emily, after swim practice, I'm assuming, and then you find out that Mona plays field hockey, which I think is going to come in later, but Emily gets a note in her locker that says, I've been replaced. You found another friend to kiss. That was great. I was like, ooh, okay, so platonic mouth friend kissing is also a thing in Rosewood, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, and so this is when I started being like, okay, secret so far is whatever happened to Allison that night, presumably, because mm-hmm. she's been missing slash not dead. I don't know. And mm-hmm. then uh, Aria's dad's affair, Aria making out with her teacher, Emily kissing a new girl, and Emily kissing Allison. Yes, which – no, okay. No, Spencer was the one. It was Spencer and Allison that disappeared. Okay. Because I was going to yeah. say if it was Emily and Allison, then you could like point, you know, tie this is the mm-hmm. red string that ties those two together. But no, it was Spencer. No, everything is completely separate at this point. We have five separate mysteries right now. <laughs> and we are 15 minutes into the episode. Right. I hope you like mysteries because this show has a lot of fucking mysteries and less answers. Because <laughs> that's what I, that's why I'm saying this gives me really Riverdale vibes because you start Riverdale with 
uh, Jason Blossom's murder, but then you have to talk about Archie having an affair. Then you have to talk mm. about Veronica coming to town and being all mysterious with her dad and like uh, Veronica making out with Archie poor. when, yeah, he's homeless, like yeah. all this stuff. And then like you have reasonable level mysteries in episode one and then by season seven, they're <laughs> g- getting abducted by aliens and <laughs> – <laughs> Cheryl Blossom has to use her phoenix powers that she's been using to keep people from dying a second time, even though their heads have been cut off, to destroy a meteor that is coming directly to Riverdale because a warlock from another dimension cast a spell. Did I get it all? Did I miss anything? And there's alternate timelines that are infusing with the real timeline, so... There's I've got to catch up on that show. <laughs> Jesus fucking you Christ. You do. <laughs> you do. It's so bad it's good. Like, it's – And that's why I'm saying, like, this is perfect. As soon as I finish Riverdale, because I'm on the final season, I'm on the, the 50s season, I will is start Pretty Netflix Little Liars. Yet? It is over here. They show it weekly because we don't have the CW. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those. Dang. Well, I'm so ready for it to appear – Oh, it's like it's live right now. Yeah, that's the thing. It comes out weekly on Netflix here while it's airing live. Oh, that means it's gonna take forever for us to get it. Just get a VPN. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, okay. And then speaking of Spencer, I think we mentioned Spencer just a second ago. Speaking of Spencer, she's in her kitchen in her bathing suit because she plays field hockey and wants to go get in the hot tub. So I think this is after field hockey, (laughs) which now, okay, now means that Spencer and Mona play field hockey together. But Mm. Ren gets really creepy and starts massaging her shoulders because he's like, oh, well, you must have a filled fluid sack or something. When he (laughs) said bursa sack. (laughs) (laughs) i almost puked (laughs) but like yeah then it turns into a thing where he's like let me help you with that and starts massaging her shoulders i mean like "Mm, does that feel good or as he would call it a massage like i can't with goes in you (laughs) but then melissa comes in with groceries so spencer like slips out like, she's not even going to be in the room when Melissa comes in and Ren just, like, has to pivot and help her with groceries. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a short scene where Arya's mom, Ella, and her dad talk. But, like, it kind of seems like maybe she knows about the affair. Okay. Because, yeah, I was very confused because I thought she didn't know. And then this seemed – weird and but then by the end of the scene i was like wait does she not know that's like yeah mary you tell us you actually know (laughs) so she doesn't know um i think like there was weirdness in their relationship due to the affair but she doesn't know that it was due to the affair um so like things were not so good at home and then they went to iceland for a year and now they're Mm -hmm. back and he's like we had all this time to connect and blah 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 and i just really hope that things stay the way they are like all repaired and stuff and that Mm. work doesn't get in the way again or whatever 
because yeah because when he says your students i guess <laughs> yeah because he's like i don't want work to get in the way and she's like what do you mean and he's like oh how are you and she's like what do you mean work getting in the way yeah like exactly i'm not picking that up but then he successfully misdirects her into talking about allison because they're mm-hmm. like just so upset rightfully so uh, that that could happen to someone they know yeah and then we go back to spencer who is reading because she's the smart one and wearing a tie i loved her 2000s outfit yes that was very like posed on the bed mm-hmm. spencer has the best preppy menswear type looks that have ever existed Okay. I love her. She's adorable. I really love all of the characters in their own way, but yeah. Yeah. Spencer yeah, and she's... Hannah are like so close to my heart. Oh. She's overachiever fancy intern. She has to look good at all times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but then she gets an email. And I love that this is coming in like different formats. Like the first one was a text, then the message in the locker, and now the email that says, Poor Spencer always wants Melissa's boyfriends. But remember, if you kiss, I tell. Like, so Gossip Girl. I'm telling you. Like, it's so Gossip Girl. But I'm not mad at it. Like, I really like it. Because Gossip Girl, like you said earlier, like, had a formula and it worked. So, but the fact that, like, you know, this A, we presume at this point it's Allison, but we don't know. Yeah. A knows everything. And this whole show to this point in 25 minutes has alluded that secrets are everything in this show and that they will be for as long as the show runs well yeah because then we get a flashback of spencer and hannah and allison hanging out at her house when melissa comes in with an old boyfriend mm-hmm. and first allison fat shames hannah for wanting to eat a cookie which is Ugh. wild yeah seriously. and then she while Melissa is still in the room, she's like, Spencer, you just really have to tell your sister. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Allison knows that Spencer has kissed one of her sister's boyfriends before. But mm-hmm. then Spencer says, if you tell anybody about that, I will tell them about the Jenna thing. So then we can go ahead and add two more secrets to the list of secrets. So now we're on to seven secrets. And on top of <laughs> all of that, Spencer looks out the window and thinks that she sees Allison. Dude, I just have to point out, in that flashback, when Allison and Spencer were talking, Hannah's just watching in the sliding door eating a cookie, and (laughs) I loved it so much. It made me laugh out loud, just the way Ashley Benson was just standing there, just like, (laughs) how? Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. But yes, she thinks she sees Allison, and we don't know if that's legit or a vision, right? A hallucination. Mm-hmm. But Emily and Arya are at Arya's house talking about their notes, and they both think mm-hmm. it's Allison. Yeah. And I don't know. They decide to be friends again. Well, and they bond over the fact that, like, Arya now says she feels like an outsider because she's back and she's missed she's missed so much but emily has Mm -hmm. felt like an outsider too and i imagine it's because of her sexuality or her disconnection from her mother or something like that and so they bond over that and you can see the 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 kind of like repairing 
of mm-hmm. their relationship, even if it wasn't like severed, it's just more they were distanced and now they're getting closer again. Yeah, I kind of like this idea of like they want to be friends, but they're forced apart because of things. But then they're also also forced back together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And speaking of moms, we go to Hannah's house where her mom is like, oh, I didn't know that Aria was back. Her mom asked me about your father. She didn't know that he left. And, you know, they have this little conversation about how they both got dumped by their dad, by Hannah's mm-hmm. dad. And all the while, she's picking the little croutons out of her salad so that she eats mm-hmm. less food. Mm-hmm. And she she gets a text from Spencer who wants to talk. And her mom's like, no, you can't do that at the table. But then when the door rings and she gets up to answer it, I really thought it was going to be Spencer. So mm-hmm. when it was a police officer, I was shook. Me too. I, and Yes. So a couple things there. I was very surprised that it was a police officer because I was like, there's like, I almost at this point forgotten about the shoplifting, you know? Same. And then I also thought, oh, it's related to Allison. Like, I still didn't even Mm -hmm. clock that it was a, it could be at all related to Hannah shoplifting. But also this guy looked familiar. Like he, and, and for me, the detective or the police officer or whatever, and I was like, you look familiar, and I know you were a creep in whatever I saw you in. And I don't know if you ever got to the episode, but he is in one episode of Dawson's Creek. And I don't Ooh. remember what season it was, It, but it's in the college years. And so I don't okay, recall so how far. I probably far... didn't get there. Okay. Because there's an episode. It was a bottle episode. And it was called, it's the episode is called Four Scary Stories. And it's essentially, literally, four stories of some of the characters having different terrifying experiences. And he is legit a creep in one of the episodes, or in one of the characters' storylines. And I saw that immediately. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because that episode scared the living daylights out of me. So... Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he plays Y'all a creep need- here. That's what I'm saying. I was like, no, 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 no. Not you. Anybody but you. <laughs> yeah. So it's so interesting that you say that because literally every single time this guy shows up on screen throughout the rest of his run on the show, like, I just get, ugh. Like, I hate him. He makes me oh. anxious. Oh my God. Stupid Wilden. Wilden. That's yeah. That's his name, that's Detective Wilden. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, they fucking... even knew they were like he's gonna be crappy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he arrests her for the shoplifting, and then at the police station, her mom is in his office, and then like Hannah is just sitting there, and he shuts the door, and I was just like, ew, he's he's getting something of some kind behind that door that he shouldn't be getting behind that door, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like it. Well, and, and then, then Hannah like, gets. Out- yeah. Like Hannah is like, first of all, I was grossed out that she like reached her whole hand into like oh. a bare bowl of candy and That's then so put it back. <laughs> but like, not because of the reason we see like we should be grossed out or not should be, but like the point of it, but because she gets uh, a text. Did she get a text? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah so she and, and Arya both get texts in this scenario. And the text says, be careful, Hannah. I hear prison food makes you fat. Which, Bro. like, we just we just saw the flashback of Allison shaming Hannah for eating a cookie. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's pointing back to the fact that maybe this is A. This is mm-hmm. Allison. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah's mom gives her a lecture in the car of, like, I have done everything I could to make you popular. I bought everything you wanted. Like, you're just lashing out because of your dad, right? Like, that's why you're doing this. And very clearly is, like, you can't shoplift because it looks bad on us in this town. Yeah. Like, And for a moment, I was, like, up until that point, I was, like, I like this dynamic because it was, like, the mom feeling comfortable enough to call out Hannah and then Hannah almost like and like freely admitting like yeah you're right that's what I'm doing but then Mm -hmm. it like of course took it one step too far and was like while you're doing this you can't do this because it'll look bad on me yeah like and I don't think I had picked it up probably until this part because I was trying to look earlier at how Hannah's mom ate because I was like, okay, if her mom is also contributing to the way she talks and looks at food, oh, yeah. like that's something. Yeah. But yeah, at this point I was like, okay, so the parents are all terrible. The kids are all terrible, but like definitely a product of their environment. And so we're just going to have like awful, awful, awful sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And then there is this like scene where – Emily is walking home and she sees an ambulance and first of all, they were at Maya's house. So I was really scared that something happened to Maya and that mm. like that's what was going to be. But no. Ooh, yeah. Good point. Like right? if it was like a murder house or something. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they found Allison's body in the backyard, which is where they were building the practice studio. Mm-hmm. And, like, Aria and Spencer and Hannah are all just standing on the other side of the street under a street lamp and a tree talking about, like, Hannah being at the police station. Mm-hmm. Which also, news travels so fast. How do they all so already fast. know that? So fast. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, like to that point, it's like it has to be a little bit later than that because it's already a news story and it's already on, yeah. I guess, the 10 o'clock or the 11 o'clock news because Hannah is just like sitting on the couch in the living room eating ice cream, watching the news. And then all of a sudden, gross detective and oh. mom burst in the room, making out right in front of Hannah's ice cream. And, then, and um, when they when they were going up the stairs and the mom did the look back, no. I was like, "Mom, don't do it!" No, like, I was like, "No!" It like literally made me shudder. <laughs> I I was so uncomfortable, and like Hannah mm-hmm. is just sitting there, like, "Do I disappear? How do I be invisible? I've got the ice cream. What if she's like?" I just wanted to be like, "No, don't." Yeah. D- I know. Like, what do you do? Why at home? Yeah. What does he do? Again, what, what is these, his home? These parents don't know how to cheat 
or how to have an affair in front of I'm telling you. Like yeah, like if if you're going to give a police officer a you know sex in exchange for not prosecuting <laughs> your daughter, don't do it in your house. Don't let your daughter know that. So I was just thinking like they should go to like a motel or a hotel or something. But literally, I'm thinking now that the only motel in this series shows up later in this season and is really, really creepy. So I understand why no one goes there. And the only hotel that is featured in this show is still currently a um, asylum. So. Mm. So, so you're saying there's no five seasons. That, like yes, Riverdale. that is what I'm saying. <laughs> not yet. Well, does Detective Wilden not have a house of his own? You know what? I think he has an apartment that they show in later seasons, and it's really depressing and, like, fits exactly who his slimy <laughs> little character is. Ugh. Ugh. Well, then at yeah, least I mean, there's in, no one in your Nissan. but yeah so this gets us up to like at least eight secrets because now her mom is presumably sleeping with a cop to get her out of being arrested so like yeah that's a thing that could come up right right and and then the next time we see everyone they're all at the funeral because now that allison's body has been found we like put her to rest even though her parents have moved out of the house they've decided to bury her in her hometown which i don't know it it could go either way and maybe her parents still live in the town but like Mm -hmm. the funeral is just weird to me because the first thing you see is that mr fitz shows up and he's never met this girl and it's weird that he's here yeah and he like clearly is only there to really talk to aria and this is when i was like they this guy literally must be only 22 because they're trying to make him and her look to be around the same age so that way it's not creepy and gross. Oh, it's so creepy that he makes out with her. And, like, she actually kind of tries to walk away and give him the out, and he doesn't take it. He's ensorcelled. I literally wrote – where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, – this guy must only be like 22 because they look close in age. She tells him she doesn't want to get him in trouble, but then kisses him on the cheek and calls him Ezra. So naturally, he's ensorcelled and kisses her intensely. <laughs> and see, this is the part that I realized that he kind of looks like Timothy Simons, who is the guy that plays Jonah on Veep. Oh, okay, God. when you look him up, you're probably not going to see it immediately, but like... If you know oh. who the two actors are, you can see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. so I just couldn't take him seriously after that because if you've never watched Veep, Jonah's story arc is the funniest thing that ever happens. And, like, Jonah is such a piece of shit. I can kind of see it. Right? Like, I think you have to see more of Jonah than just – like the picture, like the guy has yeah. to talk, but like I kind of get it. <laughs> but he also looks kind of a little bit like a younger version of Dan Humphrey's dad in Gossip Girl. I can I see it I when he makes this face. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like he looked just enough like it, and I know Timothy Simons as Jonah. So I was just like, all right, well, I already didn't like this teacher for making out with a teenage student twice 
at a funeral and in a bar and now like this. Okay, I've got it. You mix Ezra Fitz with Ian Summerholder and you get Dan Humphrey's dad in Gossip Girl. Yep. Yep. Hmm. You need the Ian Summerholder for the hair and everything. And like the cut of the eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. But yes, the, okay. all of them look the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, can w- I give y'all some book spoilers about this character? Because the arc yes. is completely different. Ooh, um, yeah. hit me. Okay. So in the first book, um, the meeting of Ezra and all of this stuff is basically the same. Like they find out that he's her teacher and whatever. And they're like, gonna be apart and blah, 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 whatever. So Ezra um, is trying to be a writer in the book and write something. And Arya gets to read something that he's written. And it is absolute shit. Like, it's terrible. It's not good. She tells him this. And he gets very upset and whiny and all of this stuff. And that's why they break up. And he never comes back. Oh, my what? God. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much more than what happens in this stupid show. But no. Yeah. Ezra is around for fucking ever in the show. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is another thing I just kind of want to point out of his, like, the bullshit. Oh, my God. Having to talk to somebody in a bar and sound interesting is just exhausting because, yeah. like, yeah, he comes to talk to her and he says he's an English teacher and he wants to be a writer. And she's like, oh, I like to write. I'm leaning towards being an English major. I mostly just write for myself. And he's like, well, that's great because that means that you're doing it for passion and not expectation or something. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, you know, pretentious English major Right, things. exactly. But it works on her because she's 16 because he doesn't know how to hit on adults. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so at the funeral, after the makeout session, um, all of the girls are told to sit together up front, and Anna pulls a flask out. I kind of love that, and she specifically hands it to Emily, because she looks at Emily's face, and, like, Emily is, like, more affected, I think, than anybody else, which tells me maybe Hannah knows about their kissing secret or something. Well, and yeah, Emily is like, oh, I don't drink. And Hannah's like, today you do. Yeah. And then Arya gets a text. She says it's from her mom, but like all the girls are like, no, honey, we're we're getting the same thing. And she's like, oh, you guys, you guys are getting them too. <laughs> yeah. But then Jenna walks in and it turns out Jenna is blind. And everybody is immediately whispering. This the reaction we thought the classroom was gonna have when Doctor when Mr. Fitz said, Holy crap, is this is here. Like literally yeah. just people turn, see Jenna, and they're like, oh, and she's blind. Yeah. No, I I cannot wait to hear what happened with her. This was giving uh Jason and Cheryl Blossom. Like, I know neither mm. of them are, are blind, but this was giving serious, too close brother-sister energy. Caitlin, your mind. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Caitlin, your mind. No, like, you just, your ability to pick up on the fucking vibe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to be like, they are the most pure brother-sister relationship. Yeah. And screw you, Caitlin, forever ruining that for me. <laughs> oh, me no, too. God. I was like, oh, I, what did I do? <laughs> I'm begging you both to keep watching because I need you to know what the Jenna thing is. Okay. Well, I'm into it. So, and like, this just tells you I watch entirely too much TV and I read into everything. <laughs> but I you need it, to in this show. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then to wrap it all up, when they leave the funeral, I believe it's still Detective Wilden. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, he shows up and is like, yeah, I know y'all talked to the police when Allison first went missing, but now it's a murder. It's a suspected murder. So I need to talk to all of you again. And then they get a final text message that says, I'm still here, bitches. And I know everything. Like that, what a freaking way to get people hooked in a pilot. Like, I know. Like Mary said, like Mary said, if you are at all interested in mysteries and like trying to solve things and picking up pieces and things like that, what a way to kick it off. Like I, I felt like that was a perfect ending to a very well done pilot. Like I thought it did enough of letting you into a little bit of these characters so that you're not having to scramble and be like, who's that? Who's that? Why do we care? But it didn't give so much away that you're like, eh, I don't need to watch this. It like ended in a way that made you want to keep watching and finding out what the deal is with all these people. Well, the uh, Wikipedia for this pilot has the initial reviews for this show. Would you like to hear what everyone else thought of this pilot? Yes, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read the entire paragraph word for word. So I apologize when I don't do this as well as Mary does. But <laughs> I love how it starts. Pilot was received with mixed opinions. Although the series has gotten a more positive critique over its progression, Metacritic gave the pilot episode 52 out of 100 based on 14 critical reviews. The New York Daily Review gave the show a positive review, commenting that it makes most popular vampire romances look anemic, while concluding, Pretty Little Liars could go in several directions, including mundane teen cliches. It's got an equally good shot at making us care about these imperfect pretty girls. A writer on Terror Hook has stated that Pretty Little Liars gets off to a very promising start. Great production overall, the, writer, the writing keeps the viewers on their toes, and the acting just reinforces it. The overall mystery of the show in the end is dark and unpredictable, even stepping into the slasher film realm. Mm. The New York Post gave the show three out of five stars, stating, Okay, we've established that there is no socially redeeming value in this series and that your kids shouldn't watch it if they are young and impressionable. But... If you can distract them enough for the first 15 minutes, the show isn't half bad. Actually, it's half good, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's fucking brutal, and I don't disagree. <laughs> but I was going to say, <laughs> that would... like, it's, the, it's immediate, like, I think for me, it's like, sure, I, I, can, I can understand all of those, but I'm like, I don't think it's trying to be something it's not, though. Like, no, I don't think so I at all. I feel like it wants to be that. Like, whatever the review was like, the the creators or the writers or whoever would be like, yeah, that's what we're going for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, I like 
the uh, terror hook person being like, we totally get where the writing and the directing and the acting are going. Yeah. And then the New York Post is like, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not good. But you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that it ends, if that makes sense. Like, that's how I talk. That's not how you review things in a newspaper. <laughs> right. I guess I, I don't know. Let's see what the Beverly Beat said about it. <laughs> I will say. It said, I'm- David is on the front cover. Not not his band, just David. <laughs> I will say, like, I also very much got a scream, you know, I know what you did last summer vibe mm-hmm. to it. And, like, I'm into it. Yeah, um, I think it, another thing I saw said it was, like, and I know what you did last summer, uh, a take on I know what you did last summer. And it was, like, to the point that people were just making comments of, like, I'm just waiting for Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, with a it, – it, it's, like, because I've been talking about it the entire time we've been reviewing this. But it's, like, it really is, like, a scream meets – gossip girl fusion yeah mm-hmm. it's like small town blackmail and also a little bit of murder is a treat yes mm-hmm. and exactly. school dances because we're teenagers gotta have a school dance and right. um everybody gets a boyfriend or girlfriend and lots of gratuitous making out because it's the 2000s and we do that now that's all we <laughs> right. want well, I want you to wear a tie and a mini skirt and make out with a boy who has very shaggy hair. <laughs> that is so fucking accurate. <laughs> yes. And it's like this show easily could have been on the CW. Yes. And that's why I'm going to like it is because it could have been on the CW. And y'all know my heart is <laughs> stupid for the CW. <laughs> Well, and honestly, I was a little surprised it was ABC Family when I saw it because right. I was just like, I mean, they did have some stuff, but we also joke that they had Kyle XY. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I will say, like, I think um, The Secret Life of the American Teenager walked so pretty little liars could run mm-hmm. off of a cliff in the most unhinged <laughs> way possible. That's a but sometimes point. it is worth watching all the way through at least once, even though it goes off the rails, like, several times. But, like, what show that lasts six or seven seasons doesn't? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, think about every other show. And I'm not even talking about, like, standard ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS. I'm talking, like, ABC Family slash Freeform, CW, uh Netflix, you know, like now as we know shows to be in the streaming world, but like most shows that are on these networks that go longer than four or five seasons get completely unhinged. And a lot of times it can crash and burn, but sometimes jumping the shark in these shows finally owns up to like its identity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or in this case, derailing the Halloween train. But, but, like, the amount of times I've heard people say Pretty Little Liars is their guilty pleasure, I'm like, give me every guilty pleasure known to man. That is my aesthetic. Like, that is my vibe. A guilty pleasure. I, okay. I'm not kidding. This week, I was listening to – knowing that this episode was coming up, I was listening to an episode of the Bechdel cast, and they were covering Smart House, which has Ryan Merriman <sighs> in it. And yeah. they brought up Pretty Little Liars and that Ryan Merriman is in it. And I was so upset that he was not in this first episode. So I think it's because 
either you don't see him in the flashback um but I'm i think he got spoil- recast yeah he probably got recast mm. because so did um allison's brother who they literally show standing like next to a tree and i'm like who the fuck is that because they recast <laughs> him twice and i didn't remember oh, who he was on oh. the pilot that's funny um and i lost my train of thought so i'm gonna unspoil whatever i was gonna spoil for you <laughs> but okay then they could pull a uh riverdale and just create an alternate universe where the other brothers come back all of the oh actors you have an original reggie and a new reggie and they have a three-way with veronica like dude i'm telling you i am ready for this show to go off the Riverdale cliff and then Riverdale just like pick it up and go off another cliff. Well, that's the thing. Cult rocket to the moon. Yes. <laughs> like legitimately, I think we're actually better. And by we, I mean Ariel and I, like we are much better suited to watch this show now than we maybe would have been in 2010. Because I think in 2010, we might have like been a little too pretentious for it. But now it's like we're watching and, and I don't even mean that we were that pretentious. I just mean like we wouldn't have given in to the camp of it all. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like we're so used to Riverdale. We're so used to like superhero shows like the, the hand waving we do in TV today has prepared us to go back and fully appreciate things like Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you were already picking things up because you've watched so much TV. You know what to see. Exactly. It's sad and a gift. <laughs> and, and we'll keep watching. Yeah, I yes. think the best thing about Pretty Little Liars is that, like all of that prepa- like preparation that you have from watching other shows is going to come in handy up until the point where it doesn't because it doesn't fucking matter and everything is just wild and insane and yeah. good and yeah. stupid and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I can't wait. That's what I have been loving about TV lately is like there's shows like Succession and there's shows like Yellow Jackets that take itself really seriously for a good reason. But then every now and then and by every now and then I mean like every other show I watch needs to be this level of ridiculousness and kind of not taking itself too seriously and being this kind of campy just we are in this for making entertainment that I I, like I don't know I don't remember where I started with this but like there like there's a difference in those two shows and and it's almost like they need to coexist we need to have the ultra serious, heavy, dark, like real show. But then we also need the ridiculous, give me a guilty pleasure. I need to escape my mind for a little while to be fully like entranced by uh, Rosewood, Pennsylvania. You know, like I need to live in Riverdale for a few minutes to escape the world that exists like succession, you know? I love it perfectly said there is there is a place for this show and it is yeah on my laptop with me watching it. <laughs> it's on netflix and or hbo sorry hbo and yeah. i will continue to watch it also yeah, you guys story. um i have a video to send to you there is a youtuber that i'm blanking on his name right now but um he has gone through the entire series with his red string and connected all of the dots and it is like seriously at least four hours like it's a really really fucking long video but i love it 
it's all broken down. The strings are connected and bless him for doing this because I know I wanted to and would not ever find the time. (laughs) I mean, if it took him four hours in an edited video, imagine how much time it took him to do this. This is like why I'm so glad that I can be very much in love with Taylor Swift, but have other Swifties that do all the conspiracy theories and (laughs) Easter eggs for me. (laughs) Yes. I will always let somebody else do the hard work. Exactly. Exactly. We'll just talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So to get back to Pretty Little Liars specifically, what what are we – what are our quotes and moments? Let's let's talk about what the greatest things were. Allie, did you download the new Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I was like, we are caught in a time capsule. And then they said Beyonce. And I was like, just kidding. This is relevant. Right? Still 25 years later. Like, we are still. Uh, let's see. What else did I get? Oh, well, my, I mean, I already said it. Like, my, the, like, the legit line, I was like, she's gone, but she's everywhere. I feel mm-hmm. like could have been a tagline like for the series. You know what I mean? Like, and just knowing where we go with this episode, it's like she's literally been non-existent for an entire year, and now she comes back when everybody's back together. Yeah. No, I I love the A of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary, what about you? Um. So, like, really the only quotes I wrote down were the A messages and um, Mm -hmm. when Hannah was talking to Spencer at the mall, like, y'all pointed out, like, the good quote. (laughs) I pointed out (laughs) Hannah telling Spencer, see you on the playground, because I just thought that was really cute. That is cute. And I just love Hannah and everything she says. Um, And then I wrote, um, fuck, I just lost it. Oh, stupid Ezra saying, I don't know what feels worse, having to stay away from you or being a jerk about it. And then I wrote barf. Because, <laughs> like, that is a child, sir. Yes. It's a child. It's so gross. Like, it's so gross. this, this storyline and their entire arc could not happen if this was made today. No. no. God, uh-uh. no. I mean, I feel like it was a problem with Archie and then – in, like, season seven of Riverdale, they have to be like, by the way, RG, you were groomed. That was sexual assault. Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I just – no. I love the show. I can't wait to keep watching it. But we will be back to our regularly scheduled 90210 next week. And, unfortunately, we'll be covering The Girl Who Cried Wolf. Mm-hmm. Season eight, <clears throat> episode twenty uh, twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Podcast. You can also shoot us over an email if you have any other suggestions for birthday episodes that we love to do. Um, any of your favorite pilots, let us know. We're happy to consider them. And you can do that at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community and give you all a better product. And if you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate you. So until next week, 
from all of us at Back to Podcast. I'm corrupting you. Are you okay with that? I have got to go bask in all the glorious nostalgia that was the 2010s. And I'm still here, bitches, and I know everything. Bye. Bye. See ya.